0: Welcome to the Risk and Repeat Podcast, episode number 140. I'm Rob Wright, Security News Director, and I am here with Maddie Bacon, Associate Site Editor of Search Security. Maddie, welcome. Thanks, Rob. Maddie, we're back from RSA.
1: We are. (laughs) It's
0: been a week. Uh, We've had almost exactly a week to decompress from that event, RSA Conference 2019, and a newly- Re- revamped convention center you didn't see the convention center before this year
1: i did not i didn't understand what all the complaints were about it seemed really nice to me <laughs> it does
0: it seemed really nice this year it was much easier to get around um and actually cross the street There was a few like lingering areas that where they were still i think touching things up but the last few years that place has been a um a disaster <laughs> I, I don't think i'm um overstating it to, to use the word disaster, it's, it was a challenge to sort of get around, um, find places to, to meet people and make your way through uh, the different parts of the convention center. Uh, there was a giant pit in the middle of the street between North and South Halls, the Moscone. Uh, it, was, it was not good. And then last year, of course, the, uh, the working press room, was not even uh, at the convention center, was up the street at the Marriott. So, oh not boy. great.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway. I, mean,
1: I had a much better experience You this did, year. <laughs> you did. And
0: cool. we're gonna talk about RSA, um, just sort of overall impressions from the show this year, but also st- specifically wanna revisit what you and I and others have talked about here. Um, over the last few months, with the changes, the programming changes, that RSA has made in light of the, our SA conference last year and the criticism uh, about a lack of, of speaking rules, uh, keynote speakers for uh, female uh, uh, InfoSec professionals. And just sort of the push to have a more diverse um, uh, representation of the InfoSec community at this event in the sessions and keynote rules. Um, but I guess we'll start with sort of general feedback. Your first RSA, mm-hmm. what was your what was your impression, your takeaway?
1: I had a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I know that sounds counterintuitive based on <laughs> the amount of stress and work that goes into it. But yeah. I had a lot of fun. Um, I feel like I learned a lot. It's so great to get out and be able to actually hear from folks in the industry in person. Yeah. Um, I definitely see the value in why we do this every year. Um, it was a lot flashier than I had anticipated. Yes. Especially on the keynote stages. Yes. Um, starting off with Helen Mirren to open yes. the conference was unexpected, I'll yep. say. I didn't realize there was going to be such fanfare. <laughs> um, I think I told you I was started to drink the Kool-Aid a little bit because I was like, Helen Mirren is here and there's a gospel choir and... Yeah, lights are going. It was There's
0: the lights everywhere. Yeah. Um, did they do drones like with with flashing lights and stuff like that? I
1: didn't see any drones. Wonder,
0: was that last year? I know they've definitely done that at other shows, like um, like CES did it one year mm-hmm. and It was like, look look at look at IoT devices, look at drones, they're oh, amazing. <laughs> like little dragonflies with lights going around. I'm like, get these things away from me. Yeah, I didn't. I see hate any bugs that. and I hate drones. <laughs> it's like my nightmare. Uh, no, it was like it, it. I mean, I so I I camped out in the press room, right. but they were broadcasting the keynotes pretty much throughout the week, not just on Tuesday, the the the, the big first day. And and uh, you know, I'm sitting there trying to write stuff. I got my headphones on. I look up, and there's Helen Mirren, yeah, <laughs> you know, Oscar winner Helen Mirren on stage talking about cybersecurity. Um, yeah, it was a lot of glitz and a yeah. lot of um flash, but yeah i i'm glad that you found it like to be
1: yeah no i was you know it was easy to get around it was not i mean obviously there were a ton of people there but it it didn't feel super crowded with the space that we had so that was really nice
0: yeah i have to say uh compared to previous years and, and and they must have had more people um because th- 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 we just keep getting pushed out further and further with hotels and bus mm. routes and everything like that so you know, i think last year they had said uh, i'd look up the official number but i thought it was like around 47,000 people i wouldn't be surprised if it was north of 50 for for this year's show but it did feel like it was easier to get around move around get up and yeah. a- across the street up the street um didn't have any sort of, I didn't go to as many sessions as I did the first couple of years that I went to the show, but, but getting into, um, those rooms, which can be tough, was not a problem. Um, so I was pleasantly surprised at how, how well it worked.
1: Um, yeah, it was very well organized. Yeah.
0: Schedule logistics, all that stuff. It just, it, it would really, um, and then even things like the, I don't know if you ended up using the The interview rooms. Oh,
1: I did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that that
1: was easy. And that that worked out well.
0: (laughs) This is this is a completely new experience. Um, So, yeah, be thankful you weren't there the past couple of years. Um, So (laughs) was there one thing I think that like from the show, one or two things, whatever that stood out to you um, that you that you found interesting, um, things that you heard or a session that you saw or a speaker that you that really stood out um,
1: um. you know I don't know if it was the sessions and the keynotes that I attended that you know maybe I accidentally geared myself this way to show a little bias but yeah. Um, I did definitely notice the range of diverse speakers on the stage yeah. be it keynotes or sessions I definitely noticed I don't think there was a single session that I went to that was like just one or two guys yeah. it was always a mix which yeah. was amazing mm-hmm. um uh somebody who i saw give a keynote and also on a panel and she blew me away both times was emily heath she's the cso for united airlines oh yeah
0: yeah um i'm she, glad you got to that one i was i i yeah. couldn't make that one so.
1: yeah she gave a great talk you know the keynote was specific to united airlines but she talked a lot about the culture that she has created at her company. Yep. Um, you know, she's really hit. She's hitting the 50 50 mark um, with hiring where like her department, her security department is like, I think she said it was 47 or 48 percent female and like 52 percent wow. minorities. So she's really got it down. So that's yeah, impressive. Yeah. Um, so hearing her speak about that and the culture that she likes to create was great. There was a lot of talk. And like I said, I don't know if this is just because of what, what I geared myself toward by accident, but there was a lot of talk about creating a better culture mm. in the security industry and how doing that is going to help the staffing shortage. Yeah. There was a lot of talk about the staffing shortage, where there are, I believe the number was 3 million open security spots yeah. or positions, and we can do better than that. Yes, <laughs> Um, so there was a lot of talk about, you know, how to do that. A lot of, a lot of folks said, you know, start early, go into middle schools, work with kids, get them interested early, start all these programs. Um, I heard multiple people say something about partnering with military veteran organizations to help because um, those are some of the most qualified yeah. people you're going yeah. um, to find. So yeah, there was a lot of talk about the culture of uh, of the security industry and hiring and just getting more of a balance going so it's not just dominated by
0: one white, type of person, yeah. yeah, like one, you know, <laughs> the the white male, yeah,
1: with it, the cyber with a computer science degree. That's not yeah. necessarily. What, there was a, also a lot of talk about, you know, diverse backgrounds in terms of education and work experience where you know Emily Heath for instance and she wasn't the only one that talked about this she hires a lot of folks who aren't in the tech industry and she pulls them into cybersecurity just because she sees the um, like they have like the right drive and they have maybe an unconventional skill set that translates really well to cybersecurity and she just trains them and that's so that was interesting for sure
0: I'm surprised I'm pleasantly surprised that there was more talk about um, you know diverse sort of uh, um, diversity of experience like in the background not just going after people with computer science. I mean this is something that um, you know ISC Squared and I think ISACA and other organizations have talked about. Definitely people that we've talked to over the past couple of years have said you know we need to open things up more and not just go for the person that has the you know, the four-year degree in computer science or...
1: Right. There was a lot of talk of, you know, how much we limit ourselves just by looking for folks with a four-year degree in technology. Yeah. And if you're looking for somebody that has that four-year degree in the right major and then they have 10 years work experience in the field and they have a CISSP or whatever, they have, like, whatever certifications, you're not going to find that person and that's why we're struggling so much because, you know, you can't, these people don't exist. They're yeah. basically like unicorns at this point. Sure. Um, so you have to think outside the box and go outside, um, your direct network to find the right people and yeah. just yeah. look for people with the right, not like the right skills, not the right credentials. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. I. I think. I mean, at the at the, at the sort of top level of that discussion, it's like y- you can't hold on to these strict requirements. That you maybe had in place five or ten years ago, when there's this many open positions and this much need, and you know, have to loosen up the constraints. Um, I, I think for for me the thing that stood out most. I, I like I said. I think I ended up going to three or four sessions. I spend most of my time like, you know, uh, meeting with different folks and and writing too. Um, that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And the nice comfy uh, press room. Um, I love the press room. <laughs> yeah, they did, they did a nice job with it. Yeah. You wouldn't have liked what they had in uh, the Marriott. It was a little cramped last year. Um, the one session that I, I really stood out to me, and I think this may be sort of the way that RSA Conference should should go and, and sort of push more toward um, in the future, was the one on the Mirai botnet, from the um, Elliot Peterson, Mm. who is the lead investigator in the FBI on that case. And um, this was a really interesting session because, you know, I remember reading about how like the FBI field office in Anchorage was investigating this and, and, you know, they, Elliot Peterson, like his name, like Krebs, Brian Krebs, Krebs on Security had written about um, you know the investigation and mentioned him. His, his name has popped up in other sort of publications. I'm, like, I'm thinking, why Anchorage, Alaska? And he talked. He joked about like how small that field office was, and like they only had like three, you know, quote unquote, cyber a- expert a- expert people on staff. A- and the reason they got involved was because so many of the uh, the DVRs and IoT devices that got compromised by the botnet were in. Alaska
1: right I think I remember hearing yeah that
0: I did I hadn't when it was going on <laughs> so so he he got up on stage and it wasn't just a sort of here's how we found these guys it was a very frank discussion about um, not just how they found the the, the the people who wrote the kids who wrote kids 21 <laughs> 20 whatever who wrote the Mirai code and what they did it was man, we should have seen this coming, because <laughs> here were all the signs that this was happening yep. behind the scenes, and we missed it. And we could have we could have acted sooner. We could have done things differently. We should have done things differently. And you never hear that from, like, the, you know, the the federal government, like that that type of sort of we sort of screwed up here. And yeah, you don't ever hear that. Yeah, That's interesting. And he, he was it was very honest. And it was really insightful and he, he talked about some things that I hadn't heard before, including sort of how they pieced some of this all together that's not in the court documents. Um that I thought was just really valuable. And I think like going forward, you know, RSA's moved away from this idea of like, we're gonna talk about like vulnerabilities and like the latest hacks. Right. And oh, look at this zero day that we're gonna drop at the show. That's that's sort of black hat death on territory. They've moved more, you know, tons of people. I'm not bringing any news here. Tons of people have talked about how RSA has definitely gone more towards the, the, the vendor product sure. focused sort yeah. of vendor dictated, obviously. But I think if they can do more sessions that talk about like things, specific things like this, and you can get somebody from the NSA like a Rob Joyce or you can get somebody from the FBI like a Elliot Peterson to sit there and go, look, this, you know, here are some lessons learned or look, here's right. like we want to have a, a um, frank, open, honest discussion with the community and to get those types of people in there to discuss things, to talk about the workforce shortage, to talk about, you know, the the, the, the skills gap and how to solve it and how we need to. I think like that that type of direction is good for the show to go in. It really yeah. is because. If it, if it goes too much sort of marketing-heavy, too much on the vendor side, and it's all about, like, you know, machine learning and AI, which people have just heard to death over the last few <laughs> years, I don't know much, how much use it's going to be, but if you can sit there and sort of tackle, you know, big big industry topics yeah. and, and have good discussions about them and get good people in there, and then also have sort of smaller targeted sessions like the Mirai one, where there's somebody who's not just sort of going through the motions, but they're really offering good insight. Like, hey, this whole hacker war, like infighting was going on on hack forums between these guys. They were bombing each other. They were, bo- like, you know, DDoSing each other's, like, <laughs> Minecraft video. And they had no idea. Like, it was, it, and, and, and how they needed to sort of look for those types of things and look at stressors and booters and DDoS for hire and see how they operate against one another to see, you know, to sort of predict what the next threat is and where it's going that was just really valuable so hopefully that's where they end up um going with the show long term um but i i do want to talk about the the sort of the diversity push and mm-hmm. like you mentioned like how i i have com- i have several com- i have complex thoughts about <laughs> about how they did with this um which i'll get to in a minute but what was your like after going to the you know the Tuesday opening session and seeing some of the keynotes, seeing some of this you know this push in action, like yeah. live and in living color. How did you feel?
1: As far as the keynote stage goes, I think it was good, but I had specific moments where I was like, "Oh, that's not great." Yeah. Um, they were mostly minor things. It wasn't like an overarching, "Ooh, this isn't working." It was. I think overall, I noticed that there was actual diversity on the stage, yeah. and that was really great. Yeah, um, I noticed it in the sessions also, but definitely on the keynote stage. Um, I definitely saw the diversity, and there were a few of the speakers or the speaking teams from vendors that did it really well, and there were a couple that could have done better. Yeah, I'll phrase it that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, there were... I, I would agree with you. I think that's sort of where my complex thoughts come in. I think it's great that they pushed this. Yes. I think it's great that they encouraged this and 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 mandated this in, in some cases for the you know in terms of the keynotes. Mm-hmm. I did feel like like you there were a couple that were imbalanced. Yes. Like I don't I don't want to harp on any one in particular, but like keynotes whether they are are at RSA or C E S or you know Comdex years ago N plus I, like there are a lot of cases where a primary keynote speaker introduces, like, "Oh, here's a special guest." that so comes out on stage for sure. five minutes, a cameo, if you will. You know, a partner, somebody on staff, a customer, right? And that person talks. Like, I think it's good. Like when you have two people from the same company have about the same time to chat about, you know, what they're doing at said company, said vendor, yeah. even if it is a little imbalanced. Like, I know there were a couple that, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, team members different vendors was a little imbalanced but the one that again I, d- I don't want to harp on this because I think his his keynote speech was really good but Pat Gelsinger from VMware had like a really good message like he he came out and this was different he was like we, we, we buy too many security products and we're too obsessed about threat detection we're not focused enough on shrinking the attack surface and making sure our stuff is configured properly and like identifying like the, the the, the weak points and we're all just sort of jumping around like oh my god what's the latest threat and latest apt um or latest nation state and and we should be focusing on uh, you know shrinking the attack service um but like like he was he spoke with uh shannon leets from intuit and she only really came on stage at the like the tail end for like you know four or five minutes mm-hmm. it was mostly him and it's a 20 minute keynote i get it right. you don't have a lot of time um
1: she's a great speaker though i saw her at another session she, And she yeah. did an excellent job yeah like i she, learned a lot from her she, she
0: came out and you know like uh, provided some some good insight but it was yeah. like i would have liked to have seen more of that like more of a balanced uh, a balance from a content perspective yes and I think it's hard to do that. It's hard to, like, implement those changes and then ins- expect people, like, within six months to have it ironed out perfectly and do it perfectly. Right.
1: They tried, which was more than they were doing. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. I think you're right. But there's definitely still room to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, You know, I'm not going to call out specific names of people who I think did not so great. <laughs> but. Um, I will. Say let you leave that to me. Yeah. Sorry, sorry Pat <laughs> I'm not going to get myself in trouble. I did, like keynote, record, yeah. <laughs> GMR, I did like the keynote. For the record, I did like the keynote. One that I did like that I thought did a great job was the Cisco keynote. Oh, yeah. Um, Matt Wachinski spoke for he- the first half, and then Liz Centauri spoke for the second half, and they split it evenly, and he left the stage and let her speak, and they were both really, really good. Yeah. And I appreciated that it was split evenly, and they both had really interesting things to say. And it wasn't just like, "Oh, here's my special guest star, a woman." Yeah. Um, yeah. It yeah. was, you know, they both had equal stage yeah. time, and I thought that was great.
0: Yeah, I, I caught that one later, and I think Anton uh, Anton Gonzalez, our colleague at Search Networking, who uh, was on site helping us cover the event, um, caught that as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, that was that was a good one. I mean, overall, I think. I think the the keynotes you can kind of take or leave them. Like I, I don't think right. they're like they're good for um, helping people sort of identify like what a vendor's agenda is, yes. like what what's top of mind for them, and what what is their strategy, and what is what are they trying to push. Um, but yeah, overall, I think the, the the approach to focus not just focus more on diversity, but actually talk about it. Yeah. Pretty good, pretty good. I, yeah. I got to give them credit. Like I, I, I know they took a lot of heat last year, and and rightfully so. Um, but I think that they, they definitely made improvements this year. Yes, and yeah. uh, it, it, they, they pulled it off mostly. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think they did a good job. Any closing thoughts on the conference? Better, better food in the press room. Uh, f- actually, mean, no, food was actually pretty, pretty good, good yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um,
0: that was sort of a joke, but yeah. Yeah,
1: no, no, I definitely enjoyed the food in the press room. Um, the
0: vegan options, no. <laughs> You're not, no. They th- put a recycling bin vegan. in the press room next time yeah, because yeah, yeah. you
1: can't give us soda cans and water bottles and not give us a recycling yeah. bin. Um, that's e- neither here nor there. Um, closing thoughts, they definitely did what their slogan said they set out to do, they did better this year. I really hope it continues next year and that this wasn't just...
0: A flash, yeah.
1: Yeah, of, uh, oops, we got bad press last year. Let's yeah. make it better this year, and then by next year, everyone will forget about it. I hope it keeps going. Yeah. Um, and continues to improve, and that they, I hope RSA keeps innovating for yeah. their conference to keep it fresh and keep it interesting and keep it, you know not just fender palooza yeah which it wouldn't be super useful to us right um but yeah no i overall i had a good time i learned a whole lot saw some great speakers um had some good interviews yeah. and very much enjoyed the press room food
0: yeah there you go <laughs> Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Vendor Palooza, if they can stay away from that, if they can get more people like you know the different CISOs that we saw, yeah, th- that that you know sometimes those sessions can fall flat or those keynotes can fall flat. But like as another example, like they had a a security, um, I can't remember his name offhand, but he works for Walmart and he was mm-hmm. talking about red teaming and blue teaming and oh, basically yeah. how to do purple teaming, how to to have, you know, a, a, a good balance there and ha- not have, you know, your red team that's trying to penetrate and attack your own company, right. um, hate your blue team and vice versa. <laughs> oh, that was really interesting. And if, you can, yeah. if they can get, as, as the biggest InfoSec conference in the world, if they can get more content and more interesting speakers, yep. more big brand names that talk about the best practices and the things that they're doing. I think that's going to be good because I think I do think like the security researcher, the you know the the white hat hacker with mm-hmm. the latest vulnerability or latest you know um, uh, sort of groundbreaking research. That's sort of that's territory that's sort of it's going to be you know black hat and DEF CON right. and and to a, a smaller degree um, other other smaller shows. So we'll see, but yeah, I think I think it went well, and yeah. I'm glad you had a good experience, and yeah. I was secretly. Nervous that you were going to be like, I never want to go back to this show, it's too many people, it's too, it, I didn't learn no, anything. No, the show was great, San okay. Francisco is terrible, but Yay. the show was great, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was rainy, windy, yeah. crowded, it was hard to get around, yeah, yeah. Um Um, <laughs> more right.
1: hotels in San Francisco, please, yeah, oh my god, <laughs> that you <Yeah>. can afford, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Um, well, Maddie, thank you for attending RSA. I'm glad it was, I'm glad it was helpful and and, uh, productive and useful for you. And you enjoyed it. And thank you for joining me on the podcast.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me.
0: And thank you to the readers and listeners of Search Security. I'm Rob Wright, and we will see you next time.